we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. AdamandBeliever.com forward slash final hour power three dot PDF. Look at somebody say innocence. Innocence. This is going to make a lot of sense. This innocence message is going to bless you. Amen. Amen. Not many of us are innocent. Amen. But the blood of Jesus makes us. Amen. Anybody? Did the blood of Jesus wash you and make you brand new? Amen. Don't you go looking at the old stuff. The blood of Jesus fixed that for me. Amen. Amen. You know, this time, in this time of our history, you know, we, we crazier than ever. The only thing that make us not as crazy as those out there is the blood of Jesus. We've been saved. So we can't condemn folks for being crazy because we used to be. Amen. It was somebody I was going to pray for. I ain't going to tell you. Somebody that I woke up in one of my times waking up this morning. And I wanted to pray for this person and I just didn't feel like it. Can I just be honest? And you know how you be trying to, you try to bargain with the Lord like, you know, Lord, you know he don't. So I was like, I just can't, I can't get his name out, Lord. I just, and the Lord spoke to me and said, well, let me help you with that. Think about the stuff I delivered you from. Ooh, I start calling his first, middle, and last name. Mama and daddy name. His whole family. Oh! That's the Lord spoke to me. Just, just like that. He said, just think of what I've delivered you from. You know better. Did you think you was better than somebody? Did anybody in here think they were better than somebody? You're not. Surprise. You're not. Amen. That's why we, we amen. So you, you pray for people. The Bible says you pray for them. Even if they're your enemy, even if they have despitefully used you. You pray for them because you're no better than they are. Amen. Once upon a time, you were on your way to a burning hell until the Lord saved you. So we can't hold our brothers in contempt. Because none of us, all of us deserve death. God showed me that this morning. I just had to go on and just, I mean, you know, we, we're nobody. Really. It's the blood of Jesus and the power of God. Without that, we're nobody. You ain't doing nothing for the Lord without his spirit. Can I keep preaching in here? Y'all... AdamandBeliever.com for us last final hour power. Three innocents. Amen. So it's the power of God that does this. But let me go through this. I'm going to kind of give you, I don't, uh, the, uh, we're going to talk about the innocence of children. And this is why I believe that the coming of the Lord is drawing very near because they have gone one, they have gone full power after the children now. Y'all see that, that they have a mandate, they have like mandates and that's why they wanted the mask mandate to make everybody do it and think it was a real rule. Now they can just come up with stuff. 
So now they're trying to take mom and dad out of the home. So they don't want you discriminating. They don't want children calling their parents mom or dad anymore. Yeah. Seemed like there would be an uprising of Christians. But they at home. If, if, if you're afraid to gather with the saints and you're afraid of dying and catching some disease so you're going to just stay away from the Christians, you're not going to stand up for nothing. They did that to see who the real saints were. Yeah, so that's what we're dealing with now. They're trying to just totally do away with gender they're trying to teach. I saw a video and I cried like a baby when I saw this video of this woman teaching her son the gay BCs. The gay BCs. The gay BCs. <laughs> you like this book? Yes. Are you a woke toddler? Yes. Can you say, I'm woke? I'm woke. A is for? I lie. E is for bye. C is for coming out. D is for drag. E is for equality. F is for family. Uh oh, we missed a page. G is for gay. H is for hope. I is for intersex. J is for joy. K is for cookie. L is for lesbian. M is for Martin. N is for non-binary. O is for orientation. Very good. He is for Harry's. He is for I don't know what you That's okay. Q is for queer. Queer. R is for respect. S is for Sashay. Sashay. T is for Prize. U is for unique. V is for Vogue. Do you know how to Vogue? Yeah. You do? Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty good. Okay, turn the page. W is for Wonder. X is for X. Mm-hmm. Y is for U. And Z is for Zens. Zest. Zest. Yeah. Well, think back. Some of y'all, it's a long thought back to when you were a child. <laughs> Amen. And it's sad because a lot of us, our childhood was interrupted by somebody violating us. Violating our innocence. Amen. That's why we fight here at ABC to be strong men in our homes. I need, I need the hero. I see uh -uh. the hero sleepy. 
Amen. But we're fighting to be strong men of our homes. The Bible says, how can you spoil a man's goods unless you first do what? Buy a strong woman? Can a woman even be that kind of strong? No. She's the weaker vessel, according to the word. The man don't stand up. That's just not much protection. The innocence of children. So you go back to childhood. This is the way children think. And this is the way to the kingdom of God. This is the way we all supposed to be trying to think right now, no matter what happened to us in our childhood. The first thing, children don't consider the danger. They just believe it will happen. Isn't that the mind of a child? I remember when Vicky and Landon was little and they believed, Vicky believed that Landon could jump, or no, Landon believed that he could jump from the bunk bed to somewhere. And I guess Vicky believed she could push him over there. And Landon ended up getting stitches in his head. Did he get stitches? Yeah, yeah. You know, and that shows the difference between a man and a woman. Well, in our house, I, your house may be, it may be flip-flop, but, you know, Landon came out the back and blood was skeeting out of his head, shooting out. He walked up to me. <laughs> oh! I mean, I, I, I couldn't move. I'm the man of the house. I couldn't move. My wife just, oh, come here. Just got him and just did everything needs to be done. Took him to the hospital. I'm just... I don't even know if I went. Did I go? I didn't even go. <laughs> I couldn't handle it. That was out of my realm. That was in the physical. I handled the spiritual stuff. <laughs> that happened in the physical realm. Amen. But children just believe it. They believe and they don't, they don't consider the danger of things. They'll just try it. Amen. Children don't consider their past. They just believe in the now. I told you yesterday you couldn't have it. That was yesterday. Can I have it now? I know I'm preaching. Yeah, they don't consider the past. That's after your innocence is lost. And you trying to pray for God to do something. And the devil keeps reminding you of who you used to be. But in your innocent state, never consider the past. Just, let, I mean, how about today? That's something Jonathan is asking me for two days in a row. And I know as soon as he gets a moment today, he's going to ask me. He's already planned, planned it out. He plans his conversations out the way he's going to sit, everything. <laughs> Try to remember what worked last time. What worked last time? But they don't consider their past. They don't consider the past at all. They could have done something bad, got a whooping. And when that beating wears off, they're going to ask for something. I just whooped you the other day. Yeah, but that was the past. I've learned from that and I've moved on. <laughs> children don't accept no they keep petitioning for it I talked about this a few months ago Do, they keep petitioning when it's serious they'll keep petitioning 
when they just feel like you're wrong and they really need it. They'll try to wear you down. And there are times when it won't work, but there's times when it will work. You know, my kids, they talk about us all the time. Vicky and Lana, they get together. Eh, Jonathan got special privileges. He gets stuff we did. If that had been us, that's their favorite saying. If that had been us, we would have. Things are different. I'm at that age where I get tired of hearing him ask for Will you give it to, give him that. Just give it to him. We, we couldn't have, we wouldn't have had that. We, well, it's different. I'm much older now. <laughs> but children will keep petitioning. This is how God wants us. Petitioning. Some things he just does not do right away because he's testing your faith to see if you will continue to believe. Children have all confidence in their protection. They don't waver. You ever seen a kid? Parent is holding them and they just. I mean, like they're trying to fall because they know they ain't going nowhere. They know whoever's holding them's got them. They have confidence in their protection. They don't waver. Oh, I know I'm preaching. This is good to me. Children don't hold grudges. They will let things go and move on. Amen. Another, a little kid take the kid's toy. Oh, mommy, he took my toy. He took my toy. Is it good? To-? The next minute, they sharing toys. That didn't even matter anymore. We want to play. I need somebody to play with. And if you're the only one here, I got to forgive you so we can play. If I hold a grudge, I won't get to play. So I need to make this right so I can play. So we can be in good standing. Children are very forgiving. They seek restoration, not restitution. Yeah, that's children. They're very forgiving. You ever stepped on their foot or knocked them down? I mean, just they were just in your way. You turn around, boom! Come here and you the one knocked them down. Almost knocked them unconscious and they reaching for you. They forgave you that quick. Child not, no, no. Why would you do that? No. They're reaching for you. I already forgave you. Ooh, I know this is good. Amen. This could be the whole message, this slide, really. As tired as I am, it might be. Children believe to a fault. Even after being disappointed, they will believe again and again for something. 
I'm going to take you to the rodeo. Where are we going? I'm going to take you tonight. Okay. Something happened. Don't take them. Next day. We're still going to the rodeo. And they'll ask you until they go. I wanted to go to the rodeo. They cried everything, whatever. And then, I mean, as soon as they think about it again, we going to the rodeo. They can be disappointed and they will keep believing. And every time you promise it, they'll believe it. They won't get finicky. You always say that. Uh-huh. What? Really? There's a chance? Then I'm going to believe to a fault. If there's a chance. I'll take the chance. The Bible tells us that we must be like children to enter into the kingdom. Luke 18 and 16. But Jesus called them unto him and said, suffer little children to come unto me. And what? Forbid them not. For such is what? This is the way the kingdom works. So don't stop children from coming because coming like a child is the way of the kingdom. This is not talking about being easily fooled or led astray as a child is. But it is referring to a child's what? Innocence. So we have to have childhood innocence to get into the kingdom. Luke 18 and 17, verily I say unto you, whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child shall in no wise enter therein. You have to come as a child. Childlike innocence to believe to a fault. The cares of this life can make us untrusting and unyielding to things that are good for us. We can miss out on good friendships, marital relationships, and fellowshipping with strong believers because we lost our childhood innocence when we were young. So the devil wants to traumatize you as a child, make you lose your innocence so you don't trust. So when you grow up with these trust issues, you miss out on benefits. You miss out on benefits because you will not trust. And then pray to God, why is my life trash? When you will not trust. Your problem is you're not trusting, but you're praying, my life is trash. God, why is my life messed up like this? It's because of distrust. That's your life. You're the one that ruined friendships because of what happened to you. Blue engagements. Was about to get married and blew it because of your loss of innocence. What happened to you? No friends. You know, we have a thing, you know, we got all these cameras and stuff, so sometimes we just sit. I know I do when I'm editing the message, I just watch it. I can point out the people that's not going to be here long. When everybody's hugging or talking or meeting or whatever, and they just sit there. You're not going to be here long. Yeah, because you, you are reacting to some distrust that happened to you. And you won't even benefit from all of this that God has put before you. Yeah. Folks, sabotage it and mess it up. 
and end up sitting at home on Sunday morning thinking about being here, but can't be here. Because of something somebody did to them years ago. We have things. We have the P31, the heroes meetings, and they had a nice crowd on P31 this past Wednesday. I think it was the record, wasn't it? 132? Yeah. They had 132 women. I came up here to count. Because I knew our little 111 was in jeopardy. I was mad at y'all men, but you know, y'all, I know y'all, the majority of you have the jobs. And you know, we, we just got to do man things sometimes. Amen. I try to make an excuse sometimes, sometimes. I, I hope that's where y'all was. <laughs> but yeah, 132 women. And so, you know, and, and, and when I went in there, I, I was in there and those women that didn't know people or whatever, I'm trying to help you meet somebody and introduce because you, you just have to plug in. If you want to stay here, if you don't want to stay here, I get it. But if you want to stay here, you got to plug in. I didn't say blend in, plug in. There's a difference. You got to get to know people and you got to build. I mean, why wouldn't you want relationships with like-minded believers? Isn't that the whole point? Why why would you want to keep a bunch of unsaved, unjust demonic folks in your life during the most demonic time of our world history if the sky is falling I'm not standing next to a heathen some sky might hit me trying to hit them but the cares of this life can do this it can mess you up to where you're untrusting and unyielding to things that are good for you. And then you cry to God. Lord, nobody like me. You, are you showing yourself friendly? Do you like people? Amen. When I was, used to travel and speak, I didn't like people. I didn't like humans at all. I was doing what God told me to do. And God used it too. He used that courage that I had to just, I didn't like folks. Then when he called me the pastor, he had to change that. Almost had to die for him to perform that surgery on me. To change those things in me. And he started with my childhood, my father issues, daddy issues, all the stuff I preach. Most of the stuff I preach is about me. That makes a better message. It really does. You should be grateful. I was crazy. (laughs) Thank God I was. But God had to do a work on me to get me ready for people. Now I love people. I'm up here. If I know folks are up here, I'm up here. Whether they're having a homeschool, whatever they're having. And I'm disappointed when I can't be here. I try to schedule around people being up here because I love people now. My wife will tell you, that was a powerful work of the Holy Ghost. Man. Yeah, God had to fix that. And he needs to fix it in you so you can benefit and quit running from what's good for you. Quit running from what's good for you. Fellowship. Being with like-minded believers. You can go be with some believers, but are they like-minded believers? 
Hey man, why you hanging out with Hebrew Israelites? That ain't, that's not like-minded. You cringing every time they put the felt outfit on. Why you hanging with them? Ecclesiastes 4 and 10. For if they fall, well, the first one of uh, 4 and 9 says two is better than one. Look at somebody say, the Bible said that. Amen. Look at somebody else and say, get out your head. I mean, you can't be in your head and it can't just be you and your family till Jesus comes. No, 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 no. The word tells us two is better than one. For if they fall, the one will lift up his what? Fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falleth. For he hath not another to what? So quit saying that. You know I'm just reclusive. You know I just... No, that's, that's the devil. I was studying the, the, the recluse spider. Y'all know the tech, that's, the, you know, Texas, we have those. That spider don't want to be bothered. He will sit in a box for 10 years waiting for stuff to come to him that he can eat so he don't have to move. That's a jive spider. No, he's not going to starve. I'm saying they won't starve. He'll just wait. He'll wait, wait. He ain't moving. But the minute you... Bump into that box, he's mad. Yeah. He's coming to inject venom in you that could kill you because you disturbed him. That's what a recluse is. So when you call yourself a recluse, that means you're deadly. Yeah. Because when you were mad, you didn't talk to anybody about it. When you were upset, you didn't talk to anybody about it. You waited for somebody to come and bump your box. Now you're ready to kill everybody. You stored it up. Oh, I'm preaching. I'm... The more a person goes through, the less innocent they are. Hey, look at somebody say, Amen. Yeah, the more you go through, the less innocent you are. Because of the harmful actions of others, many of us suffer from overexposure and distrust of people. You saw too much too young, and it messed you up. Amen? That's why we're so proactive about our children. What happened to me will not happen to my kids. Amen? Yeah, but we suffer. Many of us suffer from overexposure and distrust. Luke 21 and 34. And take heed to yourselves lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness. And what? Cares of this life. Don't let your hearts be overcharged with the cares of this life. Do you know what happened to you can plague your life till you die? If you give energy to it. People ask me all the time, I mean, how did you forgive people that did that to you? How do you forgive people that molested you or came after you? Whatever the case, how do you forgive them? You have to pray for them. When you pray for them, you are forgiving them. And when you're able to pray for somebody that hurts you in that way, you're forgiving them. You know you haven't forgiven them because you can't pray for them. You still have contempt. Or you pray that old jive chucky prayer. 
Oh, Lord, you know. You know they don't deserve to live. If you decide, it's your sovereign will if you decide to kill them. People will learn. They'll learn, Lord. If they see them die, they'll learn, God. Learn your people. Learn them, Lord. Teach your people. Teach them, Lord. Teach them lesson. Teach them a lesson. Teach them! For what they did to you. And that whole time, God is looking like, but what did you do to people? Are you worthy to drop dead? Wishing somebody died because of what they did to you. No, 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 no. But that will plague your life till you forgive them. Yeah. Everything around you will be around you. Your, your whole life will be fashioned based on your unforgiveness. You, will, you won't go to certain churches because you don't want the preacher touching on certain subjects. You'll skip certain parts of the very Bible you read. Oh, oh, you don't know folks did that? Certain chapters you're just not turning to. Because they're going to remind you of the part you played in it. And how you're just as guilty. I know I'm preaching. Certain people you will avoid because you know they're going to tell you the truth. You'll make up a way to dislike them. To discredit the truth they know about you. Am I in the house, Elder? I know I am. You should see the way these folks looking. And this, that, that's not sleep either. It ain't daylight saving time. Yeah. So don't be overcharged with what was done to you, what happened to you. Yeah, it wasn't fair. You didn't choose that path. It wasn't fair. But the stuff you did wasn't either. You guilty too. I hate when people, but if he hadn't have done that to me, then I wouldn't be. Bruh, stop. Those are your actions. I don't care what happened to you. You're still choosing those actions. And you're responsible for them. And when you stand before the Lord, you can't call another name. When he's looking for your your name in the book, he's not looking for a group of names. And the crazy thing is, you know, and the Lord showed me this, a lot of folks can't handle being here at ABC because they see so many examples of forgiveness. People that made it right. Some of them went back and changed their name to their father's name because it was done out of anger. The wrong name was given to them. We got several examples of that in this church. And so people that have contempt against their father, they don't want to be nowhere around that kind or that level of forgiveness. When we had to be our own protector growing up, our own provider, or our own priest, in our developmental years, it becomes harder for us to surrender that authority to others once we are grown. Yeah, some, you, you know, we, we're in a generation now where they don't even believe you need a pastor. That's just a man. I told you last week, that's that Korah spirit. Like Korah, you know, if God can use you, he can use me. 
if God can use you to lead, then I can lead too. Whatever God is telling you, he's going to tell me. That's Korah. Yeah. Well, that's because they've had to be their provider, protector, or preserver. This is no excuse. You still wilding. But they've had to be their protector, provider, or priest in the developmental years. So they have to, to, to relinquish that or to give that authority to somewhere else. It's very hard because they grew up being their own authority, taking care of everyone. So it's tough. So when I say certain things, it's like, ooh, striking nerves because of the way you grew up. Now, if we all grew up like the Cleavers, we'd understand authority. Y'all remember Leave it to Beaver? That, was, that house had order, Jack. Somebody, well, that's the black and white years. It just, <laughs> nah, Jack. Ward Cleaver was a hero. His house was in order. Even old Eddie Haskell had to change the way he was acting and just lie when he came around Ward. <laughs> that was actually a good show. Yeah. But yeah. But people aren't growing up like that anymore. Now they're growing up on their own, telling themselves what to do, being their own leader, their own provider, fending for themselves, having to take care of themselves all their lives. So then they come to a church like this, and they're just not ready to yield to a pastor's authority. So instead of yielding, they're just going to try to find the folks that's unyieldable like them and start a sedition or a variance. Yeah, it's just because it's not in them to be able to do that. But it's because somebody dropped the ball protecting, providing, and being a priest to them during their developmental years. And that's okay because 99% of us in here had some kind of, some kind of issues with those, those things during our developmental years. And we had to make the decision to get past it. Amen. Get past it so we can do better for our children. None of our parents were perfect, but we don't hold them in contempt. We just become the parent that they may not could have become. And they were only reacting to how they were raised. Yeah. That's why they want everybody at home. Watching church on Zoom and YouTube. They want everybody at home. Get away. No, no, we don't want pastors anymore. We got to take down all the leaders. What they have to do is take down everyone naming the name of Jesus. That's not going to work in a totalitarian system. They're going to keep preaching the Bible. And the Bible is what they try to get. Have y'all seen the Bible prices on Amazon? They have gone crazy. They charging hundreds of dollars for good Bibles now. They don't want anybody to have it. Oh, you, you, yes. The Bible's price is going up and it's going to go up until they stop selling them. They've already said any book that calls the LGBT a psychological disorder, Amazon has already removed them. They refuse to sell those. So you know which book is next. You won't be able to get nothing but that Joel Osteen box. <laughs> the cube. <laughs> Don't run by any kind of power. It just run. 
But when we've had to be those things, it's harder for us to surrender that authority to others once we're grown. James 5 and 16, confess your faults one to another and do what? Pray Pray for one another. These are two of the hardest things that for people to do now. Confess their faults one to another, admit when they're wrong. Admit, you mean admit to another human when I was wrong? I'm entitled. An entitled person can't admit they're wrong. They can only hold you accountable for when you're wrong. And holding somebody in contempt because they're wrong is basically saying that you're never wrong. Confess your faults one to another and pray for one another. Pray? You mean pray for the person that hurt me? They shouldn't be alive for what they did to me. Really? And what did you do again? But confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that ye may be what? This is why people aren't being healed because they can't admit they were wrong and they can't pray for one another. But if I admit I was wrong, that means I spent years wrong. That's going to make me look like an idiot. I mean, well, if you was an idiot, look like one. And that's okay. We've all looked like idiots. Nobody can't. See, see, that's an inflated sense of importance. You're not that important to nobody. You sit up there, I mean, everybody going to think people don't care. They care for a few minutes. I'll just tell the brothers back there, people don't even understand the internet. They don't understand internet. They don't understand virtual energy. Virtual energy is virtual. So you don't go on there blasting somebody's business and trying to get back at somebody on there because that's virtual energy. It's got a very short shelf life. You done shot your shot and ended up with nothing because it's virtual. Everybody, yep, they on to the next big... Which video is, is you know, the autoplay? What's autoplay next? They don't care like that. So quit thinking people care like that about you. I mean, they going to think you don't know but five people. <laughs> if I don't have this, people aren't going to... Nobody... Look at somebody say, nobody cares like that. They just don't care like that. I tell y'all all the time, you know, when it got a new car that you can't afford... For five minutes of people saying, woo-wee, five minutes. Ooh, five minutes. Woo! By the time that first payment roll around, everybody looking at the other car that's parked next to you because that one's new and yours is not. And you got that note. Man, that was a high price to pay for five minutes of woo-wee. Because nobody And you stuck with it I'd just rather be the person saying woo-wee I mean I can say that And not have the note I can rejoice with you Might get the ride Can I ride in it because it ain't going to last but five minutes anyway Just give me a ride Let me woo-ha Stick my head out the sunroof Five minutes Then it's over and you got the bill I 
I rode for free. <laughs> James 5, 16. Confess your faults one to another. Pray for one another that you may be what? This is where healing comes when you're able to confess your faults. Somebody like, oh yeah, I do that all the time. No, you don't. No, you don't. He's not talking about the stuff you're willing to say. <laughs> he, uh, he's talking about the stuff that, I mean, that stuff that has the electrified fence behind, around it protecting it. What you really feel about yourself. What you really wish you had done. Are you willing to do that? This is how you are healed. And then pray for one another. That ye may be what? Healed. The effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man availeth much. Living your life under your own protection creates a very hardened heart and makes it difficult to trust others with your heart. So if you grew up under your own protection, nobody looked out for you. You have to protect yourself. Your heart is, it hardens your heart. And you don't want to give that place to nobody. When you grow up like that, you won't even relinquish that to your husband or your wife. That's your secret place. Your hard heart. Yeah, and folks trying to understand you and hit you. Well, I'm complicated. You're not complicated. You're just hidden. That's a big difference. Oh, can't nobody figure me out. You ain't no Rubik's Cube. You just hidden. Open your mouth and talk. <laughs> Amen. No, nobody understand me. Yes, we do. We understand that you're just hidden. You're afraid of what somebody might see. Because you had to protect yourself all your life. So you don't want to trust anybody with that. Somebody, now I thought this was about final hour power. Well, now I'm talking about the stuff that stops the power. That's why the power got... You know, Pastor, I lift my hands, I sing the song, I cut the rug, I do all of it, and I just don't feel anything. You thought it was about emotions? Unlock your heart. Jeremiah 4 and 3, for thus saith the Lord to the men of Judah and Jerusalem, break up your fallow ground, and what? So not among what? That thorny hedge protecting your heart. You gotta let you know folks with hardened hearts, half the time they're battling in their minds whether they're even saved or not. Oh, I get the emails. Struggling. Preachers. Y'all remember that song, Break Up That Fallow Ground? Before these earthly cares choke you out, turn you around, break up that fallow ground. You got to bust that up. Unlock your heart. Trust someone. Most importantly, trust God's process. One of the main reasons people have difficulty feeling and experiencing the power of God is because of their loss of innocence and childhood trauma. 
Timothy 2 and 8. I will therefore that men pray everywhere doing what? Lifting up holy hands without what? Wrath. <laughs> Lifting up holy hands. You wonder why you can't lift your hands up during the worship? Probably wrath there. Or doubting. Hardened hearts makes you doubt whether you even belong to God or whether all of this is really real. That's a hardened heart because you haven't allowed him in it. So during worship, you just standing there looking around. People even tell me it's just hard for me to get into it. Why? You congratulate your son when he does well. You congratulate your wife or husband when they do well. You congratulate yourself when you do well. Oh, I guess I'll go get my toes done and <laughs> celebrate, go buy a purse. Guess I'll go buy some sneakers. I did good. Congratulating yourself. But can't congratulate God for being the God of all gods? Can't lift your hand? Can't open your mouth? Can't give him praise, glory, and the honor that he deserves for giving you breath in your lungs? But wrath and doubting prevents you from lifting your hands and giving God praise. Many fight against spiritual gifts and attributes because they themselves have yet to experience them due to their callousness and distrust. So a lot of people are fighting against the gifts operating in the church. Well, that don't happen no more. Well, nobody speaks in tongues anymore. That's not what the Bible said. Oh, well, there's no miracles. People aren't healed anymore. They're just fighting against all of the gifts because of callousness and distrust in their own heart. Just because you don't believe don't, doesn't mean that it's not true. Amen. I believe because I've seen it. I've seen for You're not going to make me forget what I saw. But your church hurt. And your anger toward the church because somebody in church did something to you is going to cause you to throw shade on the power of God like it can't operate now. Don't you understand? This is the time when the power of God is about to show out. I hope you are ready. That's why I'm preaching this message. I'm preaching this message to get you ready. Look in the Bible. Every time the world rose up and thought they were doing something, God rose up to show them that they weren't. Every single time, God always challenged the world's gods and the world's power. He loves those moments. He loves those moments. You know, my favorite biblical moment of that, of course, is Elijah with the prophets of Baal. You know, the prophets of Baal was all of Jezebel. That was Jezebel's army of effeminate sissies. You know, Jezebel always has an army of effeminate men because I told you, spiritual authority is in the man. So the woman has to steal the man's energy to operate with that authority. So she used these prophets for that. They always get men to do their bidding and defend them. And if they emasculate these men, and so these men will fight for them. And she raised up a whole army of, I mean, it was just hundreds of Baal prophets. She killed all God's prophets. 
and they raised up the Baal prophets. And then Elijah, <laughs> he was like, well, let's go. Let's go. Not considering himself at all. Y'all see, that was the innocence. He just knew it could happen. There was no doubt. He wasn't considering himself. He was thinking just like a child. Okay, okay, well, maybe your God is sweet. Because I don't see nothing happening. I mean, he just talking all kind of, that's that childlike innocent. Oh, really? Really? Oh, oh, okay, well, we'll wait. Let's see. Let's see what your God's doing. Are they, are they, where are they right now? Oh, it's my turn now? Okay, well, take the wood, wet it up. Pour water, fill it up. Wet it up. Because when fire comes down, I want you to see the fire chase the water away. And catch the logs on fire. And then after he was done, okay, now kill everybody. Kill them all. Power God acted up. But then Jezebel sent a message to him. Remember that? Yeah, well, you, what you just did, I'm going to do to you. Then all of a sudden, Elijah's a human now. So what did he do? He took off running. Oh, Lord. I told somebody it'll preach because Jezebel threatened his life because of what he did. Do you know, for, you know how bad God hate, hated Jezebel? He said, not only are you going to die, Jezebel, but Elijah is never going to die. Just because you said he was going to die, he's not going to die. I'm going to send a fiery chariot to pick him up. He's going to keep living just because Jezebel said. That's the kind of stuff God wants to do now. Jezebel always threatening. Ah, preaching here. But many fight against spiritual gifts and attributes because they haven't experienced it because of their own callousness and distrust. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Let's see. I think God, see, God gets them kind of people out of, you know. Remember, Jesus just threw folks out the room. Like, y'all can't be in here. Get on out of here. Y'all doubting. I don't need a bunch of doubters in here. Y'all interrupting the flow of the power of God. I need you out of here. Matthew 5 and 24. Leave there thy gift before the altar and go thy way. First be reconciled to thy brother and then come and do what? Fix your heart. Get it right. Trusting God to do powerful, superhuman things comes from what? Having childlike faith and innocence. You got to go back. You got to go back. Before all of that happened to you, the faith you had in God, you believed he could do anything. Remember those days when you just woke up and just felt like you were waking up in him before the cares of this life took over? This is why we are recreated when we come to him. So what he does is when you come to him, he erases everything and gives you your innocence back. 
so you can believe in his superhuman feats without doubting because of the things that happened to you. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a what? New creature. Old things are what? Forget about it. Look at somebody and say, forget about it. I mean, but I prayed and I saw things and, and this and that. And that. Forget about it. Forget those things. Because all things are become what? New. You can have your innocence back. Your childlike faith back. Believing and trusting that God can do absolutely anything he desires. Exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or think. Remember when you thought that way? Remember when you would just give him everything? Remember that? You didn't have food and just what God is going to make a way. Yeah. Didn't have coke, God's going to make a way. Didn't have transportation, I just know God's going to make a way. Needed a job, hey, I'm not worried about a job. Because until I find it, he's going to take care of me. And then he's going to lead me to the job that he has purpose for me. Remember those days? Now, I guess I have to do this and I guess. And now you don't, it's just, ah. You need that innocence again, that childlike faith. Hold me, Lord. I may bob and weave, but I know God is not going to let me go. He's not going to let me go. Summary. Y'all enjoy this message. Amen. Oh, it was good to me. God desires to restore our innocence. And help us to trust him just as a child trusts his own parent. People are failing at understanding what true, unconditional, fatherly love really feels like because of childhood trauma and lack of parental care. That's what it's for. They don't trust God on this level because they have never experienced this level of trust in their lives. So many formulate, listen to this. A powerless, emotionless, abrasive Christian lifestyle that lacks the joy and power of God's spirit. People that teach against the gifts operating have no joy whatsoever. They're the most depressing, mundane. Dude, you don't have the joy of the spirit? You're not supposed to be happy as a Christian because things are so bad. You don't have the power of the Holy Ghost, bro. The Holy Ghost keeps me charged up with joy. And when I see somebody else down, I ask them, what's wrong with y'all? Did God wake you up this morning? Did he start you on your way? We need to have testimony service again. No, we don't. If everybody just get up and say the standardized one. Thank the Lord for being here. Thank the Lord for my life, health, and strength. Thank the Lord for waking me up this morning, clothed in my right mind. I just, y'all pray that I continue on in the name of the Lord. Amen. Just thankful that you woke up this morning and got started on your right, on, on, your, on your way. Woke up in your right mind. Closed in your right mind. <laughs> Whatever that means, you got to be closed. I think it used to mean clothed and in my right mind but they just fused it all together did they? 
closed in my right mind. That means you can't open it, devil. You can't open my mind. You can't open my mind and put nothing in there. My mind is closed to your foolishness. Closed to the enemy. (laughs) They don't trust on this level because they've never experienced it. So many formulate this powerless, emotionless, abrasive Christian lifestyle that lacks the joy and power of God's spirit. You know, some folks, I don't want to be saved like you. Like if that's salvation, you keep that. Your life, you just miserable. Leave God out of that. The fruit of the spirit is not active. And therefore, the dunamis power of the Holy Ghost is not operating through them. I told y'all last week, you're not getting that level of the power of God unless you bear the fruits of the Spirit. The proof. Love. What's the second one? Joy. You have no joy. That's why the power of God's not operating through you. Peace? You have no peace. Are you gentle? Are you good? In order to truly operate in the power of God's spirit, you must have his fruit. And the fruit will give you a childlike approach to people. Are children gentle? Yeah. Are they good? They smell good. Babies smell good. Ain't nothing like holding a baby that's just, you know, their mama overdid it with the, the baby magic. That's how a baby is supposed to smell. It may be toxic or something. I don't know. I'm not promoting it. I just like that scent. Smell good. But you got to come like a child. You will trust God's process and show God's love despite the traumatic upbringing that scarred you. You will come out of your reclusiveness and be welcoming to like-minded believers. You will overcome character flaws that were a result of your past and begin to love and trust again. Remember, people that fight against the truth or try to war against their own brethren are people that could not overcome what happened to them. That's all that is. They can't bear the fruit of the spirit of God because they are still reacting to their loss of innocence and whomever it was that hurt them. However, when we are filled with God's spirit, we become like children again and our innocence is restored to trust God with childlike faith. The fruit will prove this and God's power. Look at somebody and say God's power. God's power will be able to use us for supernatural blessings and giftings. Got to have that childlike faith like Elijah had. Just he wasn't even thinking about what he was doing. All he was thinking about was what God could do. Because once he thought about himself, he took off running. (laughs) When When Peter walked on that water, he wasn't even thinking about what he was able to do. He was thinking about what Jesus told him he could do. And the minute he started thinking about what he was able to do, what happened? He started sinking. You got to have that childlike innocence. I'll try it. God, I'll try it. I'll try anything you say. Oh, 
told you, I'm preaching from my own experience, because I, I used to do that. I would travel, and man, you couldn't tell me anything I got up and said. I knew it was going to happen. I had childlike faith, childlike innocence, because I was in all kind of conditions. Just believing. Saw folks just, I mean, demons and levitate, whatever, and I'm like, get down from up there. That's the wrong power. I have the one that, I have the one that's going to deliver folks. See, I got this microphone. That's why I'm here. That's how I was. I had that kind of confidence. Like, no, 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 no. Devil, you don't put on the show. The power of God is the show and he's using me. Yeah. Look at somebody. Ooh, I'm, you just jealous. And I got to get back there because since then, that's been years. So cares of this life starts getting in your head and making you think that you're not there or that's not possible or it's not going to happen that way. Because in the end times, God is going to raise up power to deal with this foolishness that's going on. You think he's going to sit back and let the devil act like he's in charge or something? Has he ever done that? So you got to get your heart clean so he can use you in this hour. Philippians 3 and 12. Not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after if that I may apprehend that, which also I am apprehended of Christ. Brethren, I don't count myself to have made it. God is not done with me. This is what Paul is saying. Now, anybody looking at Paul from the outside thinks, I don't know. I think you're pretty much there. He said, no, 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 no. I'm not saying that I'm there. He said, but I'm saying this one thing I'm going to do. I'm going to forget those things which are what? That's childlike innocence. I'm innocent. Yeah, I was there when they stoned Stephen. I was holding the coats. So they've labeled me a murderer. But I'm forgetting that. (laughs) Because if I think about that, if I think about that, then the power can't operate through me. Because I'm considering myself. So he's saying, I can't consider myself. I have to forget those things that are behind me and reach forth unto those things which are where? Before I press toward the mark for the prize of the what? High calling of God in Christ Jesus. Everyone stand to your feet. So it's not about you attaining it and being all of that. You just forget who you are. And be that child. Be that person that God wants to use. And you believe God for the craziest stuff. When I say crazy, I don't mean crazy in a bad way. I mean crazy compared to societal thinking. You challenging God on a level. I'm believing God for this. Nobody's going to make me disbelieve. I believe he's capable of this. He's the God of all gods, creator of all things. 
Look at somebody and say, the same God. The same God. Come on, overflow. Let's just start making them come. When I get up here, let's just make that a thing. Until, until we expand or whatever. Or if some folks stop coming. Whatever happens. <laughs> however, how, how, however that goes. <laughs> Amen. But I'm going to believe God right now for stuff that the world says is impossible. Amen. I'm going to believe God for something that human nature says is impossible. What I need God to do, I need it to go against societal norms. I need it to not even make sense to regular people. That's childlike innocence. So I'm praying right now for God to restore that person that used to believe God just to even walk out of the house. I trusted God for that. Before the bills came, before the bad relationships came, before the problems came, before the trauma came, before all of this stuff came, when I used to just trust and believe, before all those things happened, I need to go back to that, that childlike innocence. Amen? Anybody with me on that? I want to believe him like that again. This doesn't erase your progress and how you've progressed and understanding and knowledge, but sometimes understanding and knowledge, knowledge, sometimes they can get in your way. Now you're trying to make too much sense out of everything. You're not going to make sense out of God, not with your human brain. He does what he wants to, when he wants to, and how he wants to. He defies all laws of everything except his own laws. So I'm going to trust in God to do something supernatural for me. And I need childhood, childlike faith, childlike innocence restored. Amen? So I can believe him like that. Everyone lift your hands. Put your heads bowed. And we're going to pray for this more on Wednesday in our corporate prayer. We're going to pray a a, a focus prayer that I'm going to write out about this. But right now, just lift your hands up. Father God, we are your people. Father God, we are your people that have assembled here today. And Father, we are believing in you. God, we are just extending our faith right now to a place, God, that's not even comfortable for us because of so many things that have happened and so many things that we have seen, so many things that, have, that people have done to us and all the doubt and fear and disbelief, Father God, that this world has impressed upon us. Father, we forsake that right now. But we pray that you would help our unbelief right now. God, help our unbelief. Restore us back to the time where we believed you with childlike faith. Believing that you would hold us and never let us go. Believing that if we petitioned you, God, you would eventually do it for us. Believing, God, that you are our protector, provider. God, that you are our priest. That you were there for us when no one else was. When we used to call on you. When the world turned against us. When our own relatives turned against us. We listened for your voice. God, we wouldn't even start our day without talking to you. We would have that level of faith. Believing that you guided all of our steps. Believing you for everything. For money, for a job, for a car, for clothes, for food. Everything. We once believed you for it we didn't depend on our education 
We didn't depend on our ideas and our plan. We didn't depend on what we thought we were capable of or our own capabilities. But we believed it all came from you. So restore that, God. Childlike innocence. Restore that innocence so that we can experience a deeper supernatural work of your spirit. So that we will call forth things. So we will challenge things. Principalities and powers, rulers and spiritual wickedness will be able to speak to it. Demons and spirits, Father God, will be able to declare what needs to happen. What you're speaking through us, we'll speak it with boldness. We won't care who's looking. We won't care who hears us. We'll lift our hands, give you glory and honor. We'll sing your praise. We'll call on your name. Not worried about anyone or anything. Restore us to that place, God, so that we can operate in your power in this final hour. In Jesus' name, we pray. And Father God, we're going to, Lord, whatever it is that these your people need from you, Father God, I pray right now that you will give them, God, the courage to call it out. And not just call it out, but believe it until it is received. As long as it lines up with your will, Father God, I pray that you will help their unbelief so they'll believe you until the day that it is fulfilled. And God, we'll give you glory and honor. We won't come to your presence. We won't come before you without singing and coming into your courts with praise. We will not do that. But God, when we come, we're going to call on your name knowing that you are the only true God that will give us what it is. You promised you would give us what it is that we desire if it's in your will and so father give us the faith to believe it in this hour with all the wickedness that's happening with all the deceitfulness with all the betrayal with all the hatred all the things that people are focused on right now we're going to stay focused on you so that your power can operate through us in this last and final hour in Jesus name we pray Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You got to believe this. Hallelujah. Come on, look at somebody and say, my innocence is restored. God is restoring my innocence. Hallelujah. Y'all can go back. Hallelujah. Come on and give him some praise right now. Hallelujah. I'm not reclusive and I'm not an introverted mess hiding in my own head coming out of that in 2021 so that God can use me amen amen you may be seated you know Elijah went back and after he ran from Jezebel and all of that he got before God and what did God do did God y'all remember what God did God fed him got his strength up and then told him okay now get back out there <laughs> I'm going to show you a raven coming to feed you I'm going to show you some miracles to charge you up again so you can go back go back out there and fight and that's what we have to do so he wants us on that level childlike innocence amen I hope this message blessed you it blessed me amen amen where's the elder Praise the Lord. Childlike innocence. It was a 16-year-old boy 
and David, when the, Israel, when the army of Israel was being mocked by the giant, that that righteous indignation rose up in him. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine who dares to defy the army of the living God? My God. That's what we're dealing with. We're going to slay giants. We're going to cut the head off of giants with this time. My God. That's the type of God. That's the God that we're placing our faith in. That's the type of God. That's the God we serve. And you go forth in courage. Who dares to defy the army of the living God? Who dares to raise his head up against God's people? Telling us that we can't raise our families in the fear and admonition of the Lord. Who is that? We cut his head off in the name that's above every name. The name of Jesus Christ. My God. Listening to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of the Adamant Believers Council in North Richland Hills, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas 76124, or donate online at exministries.com.